Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And what what were we just hearing? <clears throat> that was Gimme More by Britney Spears. Great. Um, we have a third mic on the show today. His name is Fake Miller. He's our lawyer. And you introduced us to the fair dealing concept. Yeah. Which is... Fair dealing is a defence to copyright infringement. It's not actually a kind of use of action in itself. But if you're infringing someone's copyright, like using a song on a... Using someone else's song on your podcast... Mm-hmm. It's a kind of blocker to them suing you for copyright infringement. There are diff- there are several different types of fair dealing, and one of them is criticism review. Mm-hmm. And if you're criticizing or reviewing a work, a copyright work, then it's likely that'll fall under fair dealing. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. Mm. The more you know. Yeah. What do you think of our lawyer, Fake Miller, Lucy? Love, love the input that he'll create. Thanks, Queens. Yeah. <laughs> you keep me young. Okay. So the reason you're on today is because. We're talking Britney Spears. Mm, of course. And obviously she's been in the press a lot at the moment with the hashtag Free Britney movement, which kind of came around a year ago, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and it's all under, all about the conservatorship. Cons- conservatorship. Conservatorship. It's yeah. like legal, it's just like a legal guardian. Basically she signed over her life to her dad. So is it like human trafficking-ish? No. Okay. Almost it is in a way. Not. It's been... Wait, is it like you The equivalent we'd have here in the UK is like a power of attorney, but it would be more... A power of attorney is usually like a short-term thing. Like, if I'm going on holiday and so a contract needs to be signed, I'll give you power of attorney mm-hmm. to sign it on my behalf. This is like a much longer, more extensive, more invasive right over someone's mm-hmm. financial and proprietary affairs. Yeah, it, well, it's... There's a person... There's the control of her person and the control of her estate. And yeah. at first it started as a temporary conservatorship of her person. While because she of was... the 2008 breakdown. Right. When she shaved her head, right. et etc. Et yeah. But then now I think it's it's been since 2008. So yeah. she, she asked for this, presumably, or it was kind of deemed no, necessary no, by the it court. It was kind of forced upon her. Right. And in America, with like the Constitution, 
that directly invade what's the word opposes their fundamental rights as americans um what does the, to have power over someone else right because they are all about being like unless land of the free you're so unless you're mentally like incapable. mentally incapable or like old or like in a coma yeah um and she was meant to have 5 days to find her own legal counsel to like yeah. oppose it yeah. and they didn't give her the 5 days yeah oh, and right. i think it was because they um also were saying that she was deemed unfit to even have a lawyer yeah. so then it was like all of these loopholes this was back in 2000 in 2008 right and then what actually happened to her then why is she so... why is she having this breakdown so I think it was just the press at that point. I think we had it here in the UK with Cheryl Cole and a few other oh, wait, really was, big celebrities yeah. with the paparazzi when they go mad and just follow you everywhere. Diana. Diana, yeah. yeah. She was just being followed so, by the press. But it's, well, no. like, really, like, harassed by harassed. the press. And it was beyond that because her entire life she has been micromanaged by her parents who, her dad started out alcoholic, they were divorcing. She's been used her entire life mm in varying degrees, yeah. to make money for other people. Even by Disney, she was exploited. They, we discovered the other day, she got paid $185 a week when she was on the Mickey Mouse Club, which amounts to like less than $5 an hour. And she was on like national television at that point. And as a, what, 15-year-old? Like younger, like as an 11-year-old. Okay. And she's just been exploited her entire life, and then she blew up, and then pictures of her were just, like, the most valuable thing. Because they were saying before social media. Mm. Oh, yeah, what's the famous quote as well from the paparazzi? If he got a picture of Britney and her baby, it would be, he'd, like, have a house in the hills. So it was, like, a quote of being, like, that's how much it's worth. Oh, right. Like, millions. Yeah, Diana-esque. Yeah. Really, it was, yeah. And everyone's obsessed with her. It made her life a living hell. Um, she was incredibly controlled by her management, by everyone. And then she just flipped out and kind of almost as this, like, I'm going to finally have some independence, shaved her head. Which, looking back on it, is actually really understandable. It's very pre-corona quarantine. Am I doing now? (laughs) Lucy's shaving her head. Kind of reminds me of unorthodox a bit. Yes, I thought that as well. Mm. But then she ended up locking herself in her house because she was also going through a divorce and had just had two babies. She'd had her second baby. She was basically having (laughs) postpartum depression she wasn't being allowed to see her children the night she shaved her head. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. This she was going through so much personal stress, all of it being publicly, like, flashed everywhere. Like, when you see clips of how she was hounded by the press there, like, everywhere. Wherever she goes, she's surrounded by, like, 50 men who are all, like, nothing to do with it. It's Better. just so... <laughs> a bit like me. <laughs> just sounds so alienating all the time. <clears throat> Having a breakdown was completely understandable. She ends up losing... Uh, locking herself in her house with one of her sons as a kind of she was on drugs or something mm-hmm. and then they 50 51 her 51 50 her which is like a, a mental health thing where they like strap her to a gurney and then take her to a hospital oh right and then so from then on that's when they um created the temporary conservatorship right and then that became permanent over her entire life and has been right. in place up until now dad's gaining the lawyers everyone's gaining <laughs> off her to the point where it was making me think we're even exploiting her. Like mm. this podcast isn't ex- like everyone's like, look at those horrible paparazzi well, men. Yeah. But it's only because like everyone in the world's interested in her, and I feel like we're doing the same thing. And this is a call for justice, though. I wouldn't feel exactly. That I, I, I mean, really... it's almost like the Truman Show. 
kind of feel as No, in, no, it's like, we're, we're just as bad as yeah. her dad right now. Yeah. We're trying to get people to listen to our podcast. We're using Britney. We love Britney. But we want to... We, I want people to know that we really care about her and want what's best for her. Like, mm. she doesn't need to make another song ever again in her life. She needs the help. She needs help. Right. Mm. And we'd, I'd rather she just, like, got treatment and was freed from this very scary sounding conservatorship because it could be the wrong thing for her or it could be the right thing yeah you well had some concerns about that she could still be demented as i was saying pre-recording mm, yeah that's i've been I... on her instagram mm. in preparation for this mm-hmm. show and she seems fucking mental but her so... instagrams could be from could be controlled by someone else making her do stuff mm. that's not yeah, her. yeah i actually saw that online as well and mm. she responded to that theory directly yeah, with a really weird video that was like i'm actually the happiest i've ever been in my life and like a body language expert said that she looks really nervous she's like rocking backwards and forwards oh, she right. looks off screen and it's like oh man yeah this is a juicy juicy conspiracy and also theory. to be I like honest it. i think a lot of the captions don't seem like and it's like they've been scripted the, yeah. capt- the captions are yeah. identical to my mum's whatsapps there's absolutely <laughs> there's nothing out of the ordinary about her oh, captions. that's normal her captions were unsurprising in that uh, they're familiar to me from other middle-aged women online, but surprising to me in that she hasn't got a sophisticated social media team who are just pumping out all of her shit. Mm. Yeah, it's the level of fame she is. Her post, there's something up with it. Like, and have you seen all the? Have you heard of all the conspiracy theories as well? Of like, people write like, wear yellow tomorrow if you're if you need help. Yeah. And then she wore yellow. And then she wears yellow. <laughs> right. It's like that is quite. Creepy. And her eyes, her eye makeup is always really like not done. Her hair looks not done. But what? Sorry, what do we think this is a cry for help from? So legal conservatorship. Yeah. Yeah. Slavery. Yeah, she's being used. Well, her album was called Circus. We made this comparison in another episode. She's being used like a circus animal. Right. Like. But to some extent, and I'm not if saying this was this an is... elephant. You'd be like. Yeah, but like when you sign up to those sorts of contracts, like any recording contract with a record label, you have an obligation contractually to release a certain amount of albums or do like promo shit. You are an animal to that extent. Yeah. Same with a footballer. You know, a yeah. footballer just being traded or is contracted to come in and train and then play and then they are pieces of meat to some extent. But this has gone a step further because it in, it's completely invasive into her like mental state. Because yeah, fair. Though this doesn't, I don't know much about this, but you're right. This doesn't sound. Well, we were looking at how all of Britney's fans basically have become experts in like conservatorships. Yeah. yeah, love that. It's amazing. Sorry, Lucy. No, I was gonna say yeah. Me and my sisters went to see her perform in Las Vegas, and she was really like what you were saying. Like it was like um, rich. She looked amazing. She was dancing, but everything was like. I don't know, it just seemed like a robot. She wasn't like herself. It was as if it was someone else. Mm. Which is like almost maybe the downfall slowly through the last four years. Yeah. Um, I'm really impressed by her fan base though. Like everyone cares so much about her. Like, Yeah. People have gone in on... Yeah, what, what's missing in their lives? No, it's just Britney means a lot. Sorry, can we just really quickly though? It is really shocking. But I said, hey, why not give it another shot? But while I'm at it, I just want to let you guys know the five most important things that you need to bring when you go to the beach. A towel. Is it a joke? Or is it... A dog and a hat. I'm going to go to my jacuzzi now. Oh, that one's so weird. Oh, my God. Mm. What... When you look at old interviews of her as well, she's completely different mm. when she speaks. Even like she was on X Factor and was completely normal. Yeah. Was she? Yeah. As a judge? Yeah, yeah in as America. A judge. Oh my God. Yeah. 
And all of these things. Why she was normal on that? Yeah, yeah. And that was apparently when she was demented, but she was fully working and did not seem demented. Jesus. And Oh, man. Poor Brit. And one of the really good things they raised in one of the documentaries is there was a clip of her talking about how, like, she feels... It, this was in, like, 2005. She was like, I feel like I've done quite a lot musically and I'd love to just have a family one day and, like, settle down and make life just not about me but about someone else and, like, raise a family. Mm. And then she starts going mental as soon as they start taking her kids away from her and she starts having these custody battles. And you can see that that's so important to her, like her children, she just it wants to be a mum. But people, it's just people are too invested in her, like financially. So does she to, live with her kids now? Time. I don't know if she even is allowed to see her kids now. Also, sorry, but on this topic, how like ironic and horrible is this? Apparently the son of her did a TikTok and was like, tell all about my mom. Just give me as many followers as possible. Like, just to get followers, he was like, gonna tell you everything about my fucked up mom. It's like, that's so rude. Everyone is using her. Yeah. This is the here. Even, Even her, her kids. Son. Even her kids just want oh. TikTok fans. No, the guy who comes out best in all of this is that Chris Crocker guy from YouTube who was like, leave Britney alone. Oh yeah, that was amazing. He, he was completely, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was completely right. He was like, she's amazing. She's this amazing singer that we all love. We all are entertained by her, and people just abuse her, hound her, mock her, and like he starts crying because he actually understands her pain. And how fucking dare anyone out there make fun of Britney after all she's been through? She lost her aunt. She went through a divorce. She had two fucking kids. Her husband turned out to be a user, a cheater, and now she's going through a custody battle. All you people care about is readers and making money off of her. She's a human! Leave Brittany alone! Do you want to talk to us about the song you chose? Gimme More, yeah, my favourite song. I would say that just for the so iconic good. opening. It's, it's Britney bitch. bitch, yeah. yeah. Which is just... It just starts strong, doesn't it? Oh, it just grabs you, mm. yeah. I love a strong start mm. to a song. And I think it had, it had a lot of power to it because it was like her comeback as well. So mm. Oh, like, really? Just saw her going off the rails and then like she had that... What album was that? I think it's Blackout. Blackout, yeah. yeah. Which was actually very well reviewed when it came out. Yeah. Britney's songs all start so strong. All the other songs you can recognise from the first chord. Mm. Like, if I go mm. dun, dun, dun... What are you thinking? Toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you have any fond memories of Gimme More? Gimme More. I do like it. I do like the beginning, obviously, for those reasons. But it does, yeah, it does kind of take me back to being in year year eight, year nine, being in discos with girls who were way more developed than I was at the same age, <laughs> and just like being terrified, like walking through with like you know those kind of like half filled disco floors, and there's like sweet counters on the side. <laughs> Maybe and a like, smoke machine. Yeah, maybe a smoke machine mm. going off every now and then and like some fat guy DJ just like <laughs> intolerable. And just like I just like not having any clue what to do and giving yeah. more being on the background. Mm, I think about this a lot about Britney's lyrics are very intense and yet they were the soundtrack to a lot of our childhood. Yeah. Almost weirdly like foreshadowing what was f- later to happen to us. So Toxic, for instance. Yeah. We would have been like I don't know how old we were when that came out, but that was basically like, these are all the relationships you're going to have, Flora, and you don't even know it yet. And Mm. I'd just be dancing there innocently with like Harry Bows. Oh, it's kind of like, do you remember, I want to have sex 
on the beach and everyone would be like, it's like, why, why are we dancing together as like actual children? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Should we go to Lucy's first song? Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with just her first song. Um, Britney Jean Spears, born in Mississippi, went to New York, joined the, sorry, I'm just giving the background. No, great, we love The it. Mickey Mouse Club in the 1990s and then after that, um, joined the, what was the, uh, recording company? Jive Records. Jive Records, sorry. Mm. Where they really, like, she used to have when she was younger as well, this really, like, strong, deep voice. And then they kind of made her into this very babyish. Yeah, it's a child voice. Child voice. So this is Hit Me Baby One More Time. Again, it really reminds me of like young primary school. Would have made a few dances up to that. Song. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I recently did karaoke to um, "Hit Me Baby One More Time," and I was like, these Classic. lyrics are so powerful. Mm. And it was like, is this? This isn't a bubbly song that it was sold to us. Like the reason that song is so successful is like, this is intense. Like my loneliness is killing me. I still believe right. that you will be here and you will give me a sign. It was when I wanted someone to like come back to me and it was like this, it was all like self-delusion. It is quite intense. Mm. Uh, and hit me baby one more time. Like hit baby, what? <laughs> is that what that time. is? Well, it's because it was written by a Swedish person so they don't speak English in quite the same way. <laughs> but that is why lyrically they're quite strong because if you said, if you spoke English naturally, it wouldn't sound like a lyric. Yeah. Anyway, I am interested by how she was teamed so early on with Max Martin. Like, she must have been amazing. Like, people must have known she was going to be big because they put her with, like... Max Martin is the genius behind all pop. Do you think, like, in in that scenario, do you think not necessarily she's irreplaceable as the singer of that, but, uh, you know, like Christina Aguilera wouldn't have done... wouldn't have achieved the same success with that song as Britney? I don't know whether as well, sometimes, I know they say this, but some artists are like just very moldable. And I feel like she was quite a moldable artist. So they were able to change the way that she spoke, uh, sorry, sang. And whereas, say, Christina Aguilera, her voice is very like, it's her voice. It's like you, right. you'd recognise the sound of her voice. Mm. You're probably not getting Adele doing this. No, no. no. <laughs> I think the reason that Britney endures, though, is why this song is good. It's why she, her parents thought she would be good it's why people still really, really want her to be okay and want to look after her is because I think she does have a natural performing instinct and is really sincere and means it when she performs. It's not like a piss... It's never ironic with her. And yes, it's a really good song. And yes, Christina Aguilera could also do a good job with it. But there is that little extra X factor thing about Britney that is the reason that people love her so much. But do you think this is also tying into our conversation before that it's to do with her vulnerability? So I'm saying moldable mm. and I actually mean probably vulnerable because that's also really like, as an audience, you're like, you naturally attach yourself more to someone who's showing vulnerability. Mm. And I feel like she does more than say, Christina Aguilera maybe. Mm. Cause she's more like, 
headstrong. Yeah. Whereas Britney seems quite airy and like it's like the big innocent. eyes. They're a bit Diana esque. The eyes. And like... again, going yeah. And that's we're in why such maybe... Diana mood. Yeah. As a song though, it's weird because it is a bit sad. Really sad. But also, it does make you smile. I think it would be a good running song, just like mm. melodically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Even the choreography yeah. is so like how we used to dance mm. all the time. Yeah, I'm is doing it? I'm doing my arm to the right and like a jabbing, flat, a horizontal yeah. jab. Staccato. Yeah, I I just think I don't know about you, but it's weird to watch the video now because mm. it does seem very what we were talking about before that it's like going into that kind of paedophilic. Can I, I mean, say? yeah, we, let's talk about paedophilia, please. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners. The listeners are going to be like, great, I'm on a run in the, do- in the rain. Well, paedophiles are going to have to learn to run, I feel. <laughs> Either for catching or escaping purposes. It's just weird to watch it in terms of like how things have really changed over the last couple decades. Yeah. How that was seen as okay uh, as she a was, 16 she was year 16 old. In there, to yeah. wear quite a weird, like very sexualized schoolgirl outfit. Mm hmm. That wouldn't be a thing now. I don't know. Have you been People on TikTok? People do wear sexy outfits still. Yeah. TikTok, yes. But not TikTok like an actual music video. Like, yeah, yeah. True. I don't know. Her choreographer. So, you know who's obsessed, who was obsessed with Britney Spears in the later part of their career? Michael Jackson. Mm. And the guy who was in the Leaving Neverland documentary, he was like this amazing... He was called like Wade something. Yes. Oh, yeah, he was an amazing him. dancer. Wade mm, then yeah. became the choreographer for Britney and for NSYNC and all those like moves, they're all Wade, they're all passed down from Michael Jackson. Like paedophilia is at the heart of this culture. It really is. Like yeah, that paedophilic instinct mean. runs through everything. Hollywood is institutionally paedophilic. I think it genuinely is. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I know what you mean. It's weirdly like the young, but the like sexual element. Yeah. I think maybe Ariana, Ariana, the way yeah, Ariana yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like a child. Yeah. But then everyone likes it, and people weirdly are like, "We love her." Mm. Isis, don't you dare come for her! Like suddenly <laughs> she's the bastion of the West. <laughs> um. I knew we'd go on to Isis. Anyway, <laughs> should I move on to my song? Yeah. So obviously I love Britney, I could choose literally any song, but when this song comes on for me, it really helps my running. So maybe you're at the mid-run point, you need a bit more like oomph. This is, this is Britney Spears with Work Fit. Club, still like, wearing hug boots, that kind right, of right. <laughs> right, same. Yeah, same. Yeah, you know, when you get like sort of forced into like a weird club in Europe and there's no one there, yeah. And I, I do get quite European vibes, yeah, yeah. From that. yeah. It's a bit like Getta Euro Party Fuck. Was this in the David Getta kind of era? I think maybe I'm it not feels sure. like that kind of like I Ibiza Club. Yeah. It was written by Will I Am, of course. Legend. Well, it's con- one of the co- contributors. I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. I'm happy he's gone. 
Same. Where's I'm so gone? happy. In he's, music. Will I am was just, just such an like, embarrassing. He looks like a Lego character. <laughs> like I all his outfits made me want to vomit much. in my mouth. It's like where? Who is his stylist himself? Probably. Absolutely. Uh, like a little something called the future. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a conservatorship, and yeah. I would change his, his words. I'll be his conservator. I hate. I would hate to be Will I Am's conservator. Oh, it would be so hard. You just have him as like your responsibility. You'd be like, Will, I don't know what to do with you today. Like, put you in a little robot. Will game. just we? I just think Will I Am had too much control. Mm. Yeah. It's good we got rid of. Yeah. Him. So I chose that because it's really good for when you're mid-run and you need someone, I don't know about you, but I like it when there's someone kind of manically screaming in my ear, like, get on with it. I um, like the message. I do like the message. <laughs> I think the message could go down well today as well. Work, bitch. Yeah. Shut up. Get on yeah. with it. Yeah. You want a fucking gay? Well, it, I think get it's, on with it. it's almost a very, like, conservative that's right, free market message <laughs> of like, go, you're running, done. If you want a nice car, you have to work for it. Fuck you for not trying hard yeah. enough. Like sometimes you do just Personal responsibility. That. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to take us back. 2020 research done by sportshoes.com. It was found out that the song was the most popular song for running. What? Oh my God. And I genuinely had responded to that. It sets a decent running pace of around 3.5 miles an hour and offers some motivational quotes to enjoy as you go. So, I'm sorry that I've just tapped into the zeitgeist once again. Yeah. So, Lucy, it's your turn. <laughs> okay, so my next one is El Famoso. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Um, released in 2000. Um, and yeah, I think I like the end bit as well with the Titanic mm. reference. Huge. Her and Titanic are <laughs> very linked for me in my brain. Yeah. They're like very of the same era. So mm. like the fact that she references Titanic makes perfect sense. So Titanic was 97, mm. so it was three years later. Yeah. And also obviously the, that was for me the most iconic outfit, the red lycra. And yeah, no, for me, it's just, I, I think that's her best song. For me, that's like the most, like, the melody and everything is so catchy. Mm. I don't know, choreography, everything. Amazing choreography. Again, another Max Martin song. Um, Max Martin and Rami Jakob, the Swedish guy. They've just got such a strong culture of pop writing in Sweden. Um, mm. I think kind of descended from ABBA, like, a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and it's just where people just go and just make huge hits mm. and yeah lyrically the song refers to a female who views love as a game and she decides to use that to her advantage by playing with her lover's emotions mm. Mm. I quite like that <laughs> and like you were talking about earlier I feel like you it, don't get that from women a lot it's bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's kind of meta Fleabag because Fleabag's just kind of like moaning about it yeah Britney's like oops Fleabag obviously yeah. you did it again I yeah, this. but oops is kind of ironic in Britney's mm. like you know in the video she's like oops yeah. <laughs> oops I guess Fleabag's with like your heart. oops I killed my best friend by sleeping with her boyfriend yeah that's yes. a whole other level that's Fleabag also do you not Whoa. find like what we were saying earlier in the sense of like how much money they spent 
in those days on, music on the videos. videos. Yeah, mm. love that. It's like crazy. Love that. Mm. But that was huge. Yeah, oh, that was that's awesome. well, well worth it. And also, they were making so much more from like the sales mm. of the actual physical yeah, that's record. Yeah, so true. So this is before Spotify. And yeah, yeah. This is before all of that. Is this shit. before anything? This is she. Pre-Napster. She basically, yeah, she blew up at the at the best possible time. Yeah, because I can I can remember set. getting this album like with my pocket money, the CD, and b- the CD, yeah. and being so excited. Yeah, and then coming home playing it like on repeat. Yeah, I'm just looking at some reviews of it. Um, there were obviously positive ones. Someone ref saying it was similar to Michael Jackson described the track as a harder carbon copy oh, yeah. of Baby One More Time, easily as good as her breakthrough single. But then negative one saying some another reviewer commented that it amounts to nothing so much as a jailbait manifesto. <laughs> Ludicru- ludicrously derivative of Baby One More Time. <laughs> Nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance at the 2001 ceremony, but lost to I Try by Macy oh, Gray. Oh my god, Fair what enough. a song! Fair mm. enough, that's a massive song. The track was what addi- a song. The track was additionally nominated for the favourite song at the 2001 Kids' Choice Awards broadcast on Nickelodeon, but lost to Who Let the Dogs Out oh. <laughs> oh. by the Bar Hunt. That was a fun era, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Oops, I Did It Again is cre- so credible compared to Who Let the Dogs Out. How could you... Could you imagine how fun... Christmas parties were at this time. Yeah, this they was were pre, amazing. This was pre-camera phone or yeah, yeah, yeah. or even mobile phone, really. Like yeah. white toast, cigarettes. So much white toast, cigarettes indoors. Yeah, mm. yeah. Jesus Christ, office parties were going nuts. It's kind of like our old um, podcast of saying how like simple life was. Oh, so compared simple. Compared to 2020. Also, sorry, just a what year? Eh? Just I'm yeah, just been this res- thing researching. <laughs> Spears came up with the concept of the video. Britney herself. She said that she what wanted to concept? be on Mars, dancing on Mars, and wanted to be in a red jumpsuit. So, as much as she's, like, controlled by other people, all her best ideas probably come from her and Max Martin. Sorry, that's just me getting quite no, defensive. That's, that's nice, no. I love her, and I think she's just left to her own devices, like, great fun. Goof, she's quite goofy and fun and just knows what people want. But I feel like what happened was, because this is 2000, isn't it? Mm. But then... As soon as 2008 got in, it was like vultures around her were like, mm. okay, this is our chance. It is gold, though, to be fair. We, we ruined Britney. Like, we were given a nice thing, this, like, lovely girl who just wanted to entertain and perform, and then we just savaged her. Like, the public interest in her was so much, the demand for her was so much that we just ended up breaking her. It's like when someone gives you a toy and you just break it. It's like, well, you can't have that. You, you're not responsible enough. And we, mm. we broke Britney. Right, I need to leave. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Fate. Ciao, gang. So I've done Work Bitch, which is um, a really good running song. But I'm just going to go straight back to my absolute favourite Britney song of all time, which you already know, <laughs> which is Lucky. Um, even saying it makes me quite emotional. Lucky from Oops, I Did It Again. Another song written by Max Martin, Rami Yukov, and Alexander Kronlund, who also wrote um, If You Seek Amy. Um, 
But yeah, I took it really seriously. I feel like with my songs, I often get a bit like morose. And we will... I just want to keep you motivated, keep you running, obviously. Um, but I... I really related to this song a lot. I feel like... <laughs> I always talk about how I get depressed. But it is just about a privileged girl who has depression. And I was always told I was, like, lucky when I was growing up. And then I'd always be like, well, then I can't complain about anything. Because... It's kind of the same for me as... um. The, the whole thing with the mask of Christmas and I feel like anyone who suffers in general with any kind of mental health thing like I'm a very anxious person so for me Christmas is this time where we're told we are happy and that is it that is mm. the only emotion that we can feel mm. so then if you are feeling anxious at that point which loads or if you're feeling down or whatever it feels so jarring to be yeah. feeling one way and yet you're being told you have to be another and that's kind of it, what you're talking yeah. about yeah like in a really like sincere way when it's like but why does she cry like I remember I like similar to what we were saying before about how like her lyrics are really weirdly like you listen when you're nine and then you end up feeling them when you're 14 but you're mm. they're so embedded in you like from when you're nine like I remember when I first started getting depressed like I just thought of the song Lucky quite a lot and I felt like that was gonna you, you know people take the piss out of Britney Spears so much because she's Britney Spears but I was like, fuck, these lyrics are, like, so on point. Mm. And it was just such a sad song. And, again, like you said, it was, like, the vulnerable side of her. Because it was, like, about this girl called Lucky, quote-unquote, who was basically her. Mm. Literally, from the beginning, all her lyrics have been about how she's being exploited. Like, it's just been there, straight for us to mm. read. Like, with mental health in general, people are always, like... But why do you feel like that? Exactly. You've got this, you've got that, and it's like, okay, clearly you've never suffered from anything because it, if I could switch it off in an instant, I would. Mm. So I feel like she's at a very early point as well because I don't think mental health was really talked about in the noughties, but like it really, for me, just sums up mental health and the yeah. like, misunderstanding of it. Yeah. Her target audience was all girls who were relatively probably like suburban, middle class, like, a lot of people would have been, like, fine on paper and you don't have, like, a clear reason as to, like, why, as you get older and, like, become a woman, like, all these intense things are happening to you. And I just found Lucky has just come back to me throughout my life. And then I... One of the shows I did at the Vaults Festival when I was, like, performing as one of the characters I have called Emily Dampcushion, like, she came out and did a dance, or I did a dance at the beginning of the show, <laughs> and it was to Lucky. I do choose songs, like... If ever I'm doing anything on stage, like, I do choose them deliberately because if there's something that really means something to me because, like, it helps me feel confident and feel good. And, like, Britney has always been someone that has, like, been there for me as, like, a presence. Like, from a very young age, she was, like, a truth. Mm. It wasn't, like, a choice whether you liked Britney Spears or not. If you're a young girl or boy, like, she was just there. Yeah. It's, like, a solid Completely presence. agree. I've, like, got memories of me, like, going down to HMV. Mm-hmm buying one of her albums, say this album, coming back, listening to it, like lying on the wooden floor of my bedroom and just like hugging myself. And like, I don't know how to explain it. You just would be so amazed by her whole, like just, it was almost like the Harry Potter yeah. thing. It was just, yeah. it was the era itself. Yeah. If you, you, there was no other option almost as a yeah. woman. I can picture, can you picture yourself with this song as well? Like, yeah, yeah. How you felt and everything. Mm -hmm. And then that bit with the guy who's like, I'm standing outside the arena waiting for life. Oh my God, here she goes. Like, that's just seared into my brain. And, and even in the video, it shows like, 
Britney's like the narrator in the video, and then there's this movie star, Lucky, also played by Britney. And Britney's like looking at Lucky being like, I'm here for you, like, I, like she's almost her own protector. And it's just so sad in light of like what's actually happening to her now that like she doesn't have anyone do- playing that role. Like it just feels like no one's doing for her what she was doing for Lucky in the video, mm. and it's actually really upsetting. <laughs> no, no, I I'm get really that. worried about her and hope she's okay. So my f- final song, Toxic. Nice. Um, I think just because I love the sassiness of the song. Um, again, this is kind of then going into the era where she's gone in records company, sorry, is projecting her as like a sex symbol, not the virgin that she and the like the young beautiful mm, girl that mm, she once was. Mm. Um, so I'm just gonna quickly play it. video again is her on if you remember on a plane yeah amazing um, serving drinks in a kind of futuristic outfit wow some of the refrains in the song were inspired by pieces of classical music such as flight of the bumblebee oh my god okay so this is from the album in the zone 2003 so this is just slightly after again this is in stockholm the studio so sweden sweden your your ancestry yeah my ancestry from Sweden. I just respect them so much for taking pop seriously. Yeah. It's really hard to get right. A lot this is one of the most parodied genres of all time in yeah. terms of but it's like not considered cool. But mm-hmm. it is so hard to write a good pop song. Yeah, that's so true. Um so yeah, I mean it signifies to me kind of this era of her kind of not giving a shit. So mm-hmm. kind of I think this is post or around the time of when she went on stage with Madonna. Oh, yeah. Iconic. Uh, iconic. Um, but yeah, what does it, as in, like, what what does it remind you of? Wow, the lyrics are relevant to a lot of people today. As the Wikipedia says, lyrically, Toxic talks about being addicted to a lover. And it is the amount of people that are just in the worst situationships or, like, where you become obsessed with someone, but it's, like, it's meaningless like there's not actually a substantive you're never going to get married you're never going to have a long term relationship with that person like but I think it's all yeah similar like for me toxic relationships almost like describe a similar similar emotions that are actually completely different you know Mm. when someone's like oh he's so jealous that means that he's so in love with me when he's so protective that means he's so in love with me Mm. that's for instance a toxic relationship because it's showcasing jealousy and protectiveness as the same as being madly in love with someone. Mm, it's abusive. Yeah. People wouldn't connect with her as much if her lyrics were just like, I'm sexy and I'm happy, or they are like straight up like, I'm really lonely, I'm, I fucked you over, I'm addicted to you, you're toxic for me. Like, that's like a sort of direct line to people's like most deep worries and fears. Mm. It was initially offered to Kylie Minogue, but she turned it down. Ooh, okay. Sorry, Kylie. 
not enough for her. I just, yeah, I loved the song. I loved the, like, once again, I, I'm just a massive fan of her outfits in most of her music videos. Yeah, yeah. But for me, this one was really strong. It was very, like, confident and sassy. Mm hmm yeah. Um, in comparison to some of her older stuff. Mm hmm um, yeah. And it has that classic Britney thing of, you know it's a Britney song, like, from, like, one second of it. Like, like, boom. Her songs have such a strong identity. Each one. I don't know. They're just in a different class of pop. They're, they're so good. Yeah. I think there's been so much um, attention and the fans have been fucking amazing oh in 2020. God. What a year, but there's been some things that hopefully will really switch things up. Yeah, yeah. Including this situation and for the California state in general. So hashtag free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. We're definitely on her side. Yeah, so wherever you are on your run. Mm hmm Wherever you are. Um, we're going to give it, we're going to come to a close now. Mm-hmm. Maybe get on your foam roller or mm -hmm. do some nice slow stretches. I'd really recommend a pigeon stretch, which you can look up online. Um, it's great for the hips, which is often a tight and neglected area um, from running. And yeah, focus on your breath. <laughs> indulge in the endorphins. Mm, indulge in them endorphs. Um, we hope you have a fabulous day. It's Britney, bitch. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.